Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lowell's is back after a brief hiatus. We're going to catch up on week one DFS, maybe rip a couple of underdog drafts and a new Thursday perk for this new Lowell schedule. We're going to build a showdown lineup. Let's do it. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. And let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. All right, Brian, new Thursday schedule here. Hopefully this is working for all of our, our audience. How did, uh, how did first uh, week go for you? Um, uh, one on FanDuel, one on Yahoo, lost on DraftKings. I feel like that's an evergreen statement for a lot of DFS players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate losing on DraftKings, but because that's where I have most of my, most of my action, so... Do you, I mean, at, at what point, like, do, obviously it's a one week sample size, yada, yada, but in general, do you, FanDuel, Yahoo remain much softer, would you say? Um, not FanDuel as much, but Yahoo, but Yahoo's getting a little sharper now. They yeah. have, uh, they have like the CSV upload, which they didn't have. So a lot of people didn't bother. And I've seen some names move over, unfortunately. I was going to say, we were talking on Club Top Shot on Tuesday, and Peter said he was over in the Yahoo streets. And I don't remember him playing Yahoo last year, although I, I might be wrong about that. I said sharp players? No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, wow. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the, the industry is consolidating, it seems like to me. Because if you look at the um, more shots fired here, super draft prize pools, they're a lot smaller than they've been in the past. Yeah. Um, and they, they were like bought out by, uh, I'm planking, but somebody big owns mm. them now. I um, miss that. Yeah. The drafters and super draft are owned by the same company and Caesars, some, some, I think maybe Caesars, something big owns them. Um, and Yahoo, Yahoo's maybe about the same, maybe a little smaller than last year. And the reason that's concerning is you would figure like the, First of all, you want all of them to get bigger every right. year, but that some of these sites that have gone under, you figure the people would migrate to Superdraft and Yahoo, like Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Draft was at least as big as Yahoo is now, maybe bigger, and they're completely gone. And um, you know, I don't know. It's it could just be it could be nothing, but uh, I feel like the industry's consolidating a little bit, maybe even shrinking or stagnant on the size i don't know what do you think about that yeah i mean you'd have a far better idea than me just because i don't play on a lot of sites so you'd be able to feel like the ebbs and flows of the contest sizing way more just like for me just looking at some of my youtube numbers and enthusiasm for week one it seemed like all-time highs it, it seemed like there was more people were 
you know, dove headfirst into best ball this offseason. But then the second we got to week one, it seems like all that same energy just like pivoted right over to DFS. And there was all kinds of enthusiasm for all this week one stuff. So I don't know. I'm obviously in a very niche bubble with my audience, but I didn't see any DFS, you know, hangover uh, heading into the season. Yeah. And there's more. Um more products to take their attention to like rainmakers and sports betting and just whatever, uh, non-related DFS gambling. Um, so I don't know. I wish it was, uh, getting a little bigger. The prize pool seemed to be about the same, maybe a little smaller across all sports to me, except MMA. MMA has definitely grown and PGA has grown. Um, I just think as a, as a brand, but not necessarily like DFS as a whole. Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't know. I definitely feel the attention thing too. Like we were talking about rainmakers on Tuesday's nights club top shot. If you guys are kind of interested in rainmakers, we had a uh, Lou dog from lucky trader, come on and do a pretty good tutorial. Cause I was completely, uh, ignorant to how it was operating but the the rainmakers channel in the deposit kingdom discord is popping off right now people are hmm. pretty into it and i just don't even have the time or bandwidth to to really right. do it but like you said nfl all day people are really enjoying those challenges um obviously sports betting there's just so much pulling your attention right now it's hard to do it all did you see uh disney wants to get into sports betting did you no. see that yeah, I saw some tweet, and I, I, I'm i just thinking of this now. Actually, it would have been a good tweet to share on the show here. But, um, yeah, I saw somebody some tweet saying Disney's interested in sports betting. And it's like, that would be perfect. We, I mean, we've been saying that on this show for a couple of years now. Like, we want need more competition. We need enough, more big boys. CBS dipped their toes into it a couple of years ago. And, like, when the, like, controversy, regulate, regulatory controversy started popping up, and they just got scared. And backed yeah. out, but that would be awesome. Like CBS, Disney, um, putting well, some pressure I, on these guys, that'd be great. Well, I know over at NBC, you know, Matthew is doing some more kind of like sports betting content for them, but I even saw a tweet, or maybe it was on one of his interviews he did, where he said there's still kind of some red tape in like legalese with how they talk about sports betting on the broadcast that they're mm. still like feeling out where we're in this limbo right now where these companies are starting to embrace sports betting and yet they're still you can't just you know be doing it all willy-nilly without the caveats and everything yeah yeah that they'll come around you, you'd figure i mean it's real and the other markets and the other countries where the market's really mature england stuff like that it's definitely more uh gambling friendly so and did you see the thing there. about Devonte adams uh deal i believe it was with mgm he became a brand ambassador for them i i, I didn't see that now i'll pull this up this is uh well, i think one of the raiders yeah beat reporters uh Devonte adams signed as a brand ambassador for mgm resorts international which will feature the raiders receiver and company marketing campaigns and digital content initiatives adams is the first active nfl player to be an ambassador for mgm and I know I saw this initially because Levitan retweeted it in referencing it in conjunction with the Calvin Ridley stuff, where it is just like Calvin Ridley year suspension, you know, for doing a parlay. And Devontae right. Adams is now the poster boy for a yeah. gambling company. Isn't that like just typical NFL, the way they handle things, That's just bullshit. completely fucking backwards? Yeah, man. Um, that'd be fun to bring him back too, man. With uh, London looked all right. 
have a couple wide receivers on the on the same team that are pretty good. That'd be fun. Um, you know, hey, like I, I'm all for it, obviously. Like, yeah, I always thought the 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 gambling uh bribe stuff was just um propaganda, like anti-gambling, anti-sports book propaganda. You know what I mean? Like, you know how much money it would cost to like to like buy off LeBron James? Like he's right. worth a billion dollars, isn't he? Like, how much could you possibly and you can't bet that much? Sportsbooks won't take. $800 million, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, and that's like just for one game, not to mention his legacy, his just the competition aspect of it all. Now, obviously you can get the refs and stuff like that, but the players on the professional level, like, like who, yeah. like who can you get? Like Marcus Mariota, let's say, let's say something like that, like a, a position yeah. that you can definitely affect. He's probably not making that much. He's still probably making, I don't know, 2 million, yeah. 4 million. And then his whole career would be ruined. Like you got to, how much would you have to pay Marcus Mariota to get him to tank to tanky? Hundred million, five hundred. I, I was just gonna say. I mean, at minimum, I was gonna say like twenty five, fifty million to take on the risk. And that then, and, and that's not including getting money down. Then you, now right. you have to go and get a hundred million down. You know, across the world, uh, betting against the Falcons. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and to your point, I mean, it's one thing when it happens in League of Legends, you know, LCS, you know, Korean stuff, and you can pay off a kid who has like poker debts and then is in need of money. This is a, a much bigger operation. Yeah. College, maybe college football. Yeah. And even um, that, now that they have the ability to do, you know, some of their advertisements and sponsorships, a lot of right. the appeal of that is even gone now. Yeah. And it's got to be a, like a skill position player. Yeah, it's not. Did you see the Brazilian soccer fix? No, did you see that? Last, oh my god, it was fucking hilarious. You should probably Google it. It's this, just egregious. The, the guy, it's so egregious. The guy, the like the midfielder, or maybe he's like center back or something. Literally just turns around and kicks it into his own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! I'm pulling this up right now. Uh, I was able to to Google it here. Two footballers in Brazil sacked for alleged max match fixing after an ugly own goal here. Uh, let's see. It's just, it's just so egregious. It's not like, oops. Yeah. Okay. Here, here you go. Why? Yeah. Here. No, yeah, no right defenders. Here. Okay. Right here. Turns around. Blasted <laughs> into the goal. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I got to see this one again. Hang on. <laughs> he like just pull lines up. <laughs> I mean, don't you at least put it on the ground as if you were giving it back to the goalie and then let the goalie like have it go through his legs? I mean, that is absurd. Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to bribe the goalie. Don't bribe the midfielder. <laughs> oh like, man, defender. You got. You need to. You, these Brazilian soccer players need to to go to take some acting classes or something. I mean, that yeah. that was awful. That that must not have been going his way at all. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to get shot if this doesn't go. I'm just going to turn around and shoot. Yeah. Um, how, how else did, did week one DFS go from you, for you from like a process standpoint, have you overhauled your NFL process this year? Are you kind of running back what you did last year? No, we didn't have enough time. So I ran back last year, which was not ideal. Obviously I, I, I got a lot of, uh, upgrades I need to put in there, but it takes time and I have someone helping me. So I need to, you know, work with them too. Um, which, which takes even more time. Um, 
but I did get some showdown upgrades. Nice. Which I'm pretty happy with. Um, and like I'm getting, I was getting like tweet uh, tweets like, "Hey, congratulations on your melee win!" It's like, it's like, dude, you you have to wait till the game's over because I actually end up losing. I was, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you got mushed by people." <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, guy, guy, not not yet. You gotta wait till it's showdown. Like, like that's were, how be, early? How early were they congratulating you? Like probably ten minutes too too early. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, with NFL showdown, like you're not safe until the final whistle blows (laughs) it's it's a good sweat if you can like understand that that's what happens because you can imagine someone new like oh my god i'm in first in the third quarter it's like buddy you got a like a million miles before this is over like just a five yard pass and you're now in like three thousandth place you know Maybe how about this for anyone who's trying to victory lap their showdown NFL lineups, they need to play a little uh, DFS NASCAR and that'll kind of tell you how it works. <laughs> yeah. That one's not as fun though. NFL no, is a little more, is a, is a, is, is a fun sweat, but just with the insane variance NASCAR, I, I think it's a boring sweat. Yeah. People might disagree, but I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, uh, you know, last year I was doing a lot of 20 max stuff for showdown. I think I will get to that point again this year. Once I get a little more settled, I've just yeah. been doing kind of some higher dollar single entries and I don't enjoy the single entry sweat for, for showdown because it's just, your lineup can just be dead on arrival. You know, it's like, Oh, will Disley scores a touchdown Col- or Colby Parkinson scores a touchdown GG like you're done. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a problem just in DFS in general, isn't it? Where it's yeah. like you spend I'm just picturing like some recreational hand builder spends two hours building his lineup and it's just like the backup tight end gets a touchdown. He's like, well, I guess, I guess that's it. I mean, uh, see you next tough, time. Yeah. Tough luck. Yeah. That's an um, important part too of, um, of just showdown in general for people who, who don't play. You really got, you really do got to dial in as crazy as it sounds like those guys who are projected to get like 0.2 points, 0.8 points. And Monday night was a perfect example of that with two backup tight end touchdowns and almost a third with Tomlinson uh, maybe out by a millimeter. And I had a bunch of them, which is why I knew this. So, um, and, but like, if you're playing these super huge fields and you want someone to congratulate you before you end up eventually losing like me, uh, you got to play those guys. Did you have, I think since we last did a show, didn't you have a nice, was it a big MLB win? I remember people were congratulating you. Oh no, it was live. Right? Was it live golf? Oh yeah. 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 I won. I've, I've, I've been lucky the past month. So I've been winning in all of them, but um, the live one, I, I tweeted out cause it's hilarious. Yeah. That, <laughs> cause I was like shitty. I've been all over the map on live shitting on them cause of the, you know, Saudi Arabia. Yemen and connected and that. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, you know, that's why pencils have erasers, right? So, <laughs> you know, genocide in Yemen, but I won hundred grand. So what is the, um, did you, have you found live golf to be a softer game than the PGA? Oh, I, I, I've done like three slates. So, um, okay. It's probably the exact same dudes. I would guess. Um, I did watch the last one though on YouTube. It's pretty cool. It's free. Uh, they do a shotgun start. So it's every hole someone's teeing off on. And so they literally just count down the holes on the left side, 54, right? That's what live stands for LV 54. And they count it down 
and everyone's going out there at the same time, so no weather edge, nothing like that. And like, well, it's a better sweat DFS wise because you don't have to wait for the second slate to come in, or if you're winning on Sunday, you have to wait till the last you know hour. Yeah, no, it, it sounds more of like a, a red zone type feel for for golf, where you're getting all of them going concurrently instead of staggered. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it for DFS. I don't I mean I, I like traditional PGA too, but. I, I don't I'm not hating it yeah what uh I saw someone in the discord was asking you uh they were going through uh said you had they were surprised how much uh chalk you had in your lineups uh this week uh was that was that something that you recognized or was it literally just this is what my system spit out yeah I I, I whatever whatever it tells me to do I put it in there it was Pittman he was talking about yeah and I I probably I did have a decent amount of them i think for week one i think his i think his main question was like why did osmo and you and, and he named a bunch of people have so much of this guy i think first just generally speaking like you don't just want all one percent guys right like you're gonna be over on chalk sometimes and if you're not like you probably should re- reevaluate your process <laughs> sometimes well, will, it's good shot yeah good well i was gonna say i mean of all the plays too i mean Pittman was the most egregiously mispriced at 5500 relative to his role and my guess too is for you guys with the 150 max you would have to like probably aggressively change his projection to get like less of a guy like that he was almost like a punt play running back stepping into a role as far as his pricing yeah and or just maybe or ownership would be higher than expected and then that would change things um but like it it's also week one this year's not as bad but normally you know these prices are out what a month early two months early and so they're usually pretty bad and so when that when they're that bad there's just a whole bunch of ways you can go yeah with with all these different chalk plays which is way different than if Pittman was the only serious option then he might be a fade, but it, like like I said, there's no way to really tell without comparing these things. That's why I always say like I don't know how people do it without doing it some way that I'm doing it, where you're comparing and measuring all the interactions between these guys. Like that's how I do it. Well, and I would guess too that if someone was able to look or looked at all of your lineups with Pittman, that you probably had him paired with some more contrarian, lower owned guys, right? Like you're not just running 150 cash game alt lineups like if you have him across a portfolio you're you're balancing that out with with lesser owned plays yeah i'm sure whatever um it's not yeah it's not just taking all 20 percent owned guys and shoving it in there yeah uh was there anything else interesting for you like what what type of contests did you play on DraftKings? oh uh, i just everything um well you know all the t- 20 max 150 max that i could enter i played the 4k milli the the both wild they had like two wildcats because the first one filled i played i played a bunch of uh all the gpps no no cash on DraftKings, just on yeah with your stuff do you have any way like when you submit your 150 set like does your data show you like oh i have x percentage of double stacks with a bring back or i have x percentage of single stacks like do you have that kind of more general data for your lineups yeah uh-huh. It shows like, like, like Hertz, you know, it'll show their percentages, but then it'll also show like Hertz double stacks, Hertz 
you know, one, one and one run back. Cause I assume that's probably something you could use as your sanity check before you're hitting submit of like, Oh, why do I have all triple stacks yes. with a bring back? That doesn't seem right. That's exactly right. That's my last page is like, you could consider it sanity, sanity check. It's like, okay, I have 80% Carson Wentz. Something must've went horribly wrong. And I have to go back and look and find, figure out what's wrong. Yeah. Did you find, cause one thing, I mean, I think people know like this was such a chalk week and the hashtag best plays just all seemed to hit. Did you seem like you had maybe less correlation in your lineups than you might later in the season, how it just shook out for you? Um, I didn't notice, notice anything specific, honestly, like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess it did seem kind of maybe a little lower correlation. Yeah. Are you uh, are you aggregating a bunch of different ownership stuff this year? Is that not part of what you're doing? No, yeah, I'm ag aggregating ownership and and projections too. I don't do any of my own in football anymore. So you're not so you're not using any. Are you using any sports book or you know prop lines or anything for your process? Um, yeah, I do actually for some stuff like kickers and. Okay um defenses and stuff like that so i mean it is it's just not as like i'm not doing a full bottom up yeah like pr my projection specifically for for all these guys um for dfs anyways do you find that i mean i know like when i was doing stuff to it i'd go wait for awesomeos you know nascar you know projections to update at the last day like, do you ever feel like oh i'm being held up a push hasn't happened and i want to have this data set for my my stuff Sure. Yeah. But I have like ways around that. And um, there's nothing stopping you from going, you just editing it yourself too. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So now part of your routine is like after lock, you got to make your sweep through all of your, your sets of, of data that are getting with updated projections from everyone. I mean, yeah. Like um, I, I have to like run like three different simulation type type um, uh, yeah. sections, and then at the end it spits out like a uh, a page where I can see kind of generally what's going on before yeah. I just click and it overwrites my CSV, pops yeah. it all in there, and enter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was definitely rusty building lineups on Sunday. It was one of those times where you have your head in the blender, you're trying to get updated numbers, and then you're seeing the monsoon in Chicago, and you're like, I guess I should scrap these Trey Lance lineups. And then you're like, or maybe it's overblown, and everyone's thinking the same thing. I was like, I feel fully back having my mind just going a million directions. Yeah. doesn't always seem like the projections don't get uh... – updated enough for those crazy weather games, like not, not penalized enough. Yeah. It's like watching that game. It's like the, the Trey Lance had no chance. Like he should have been projected for like six points. Yeah. And it, it, I do think it, it is tough. And, you know, I think we've gotten pretty good at knowing like, Oh, wind threshold levels of like where that starts to impact stuff. But I haven't seen a game where the field <laughs> was like, you know, not, not able to even, walk or run on i'm surprised there weren't more injuries too with just those guys slipping around out there did you see the highlights of the uh the, the city's uh water system exploding no so like it was coming out of the street pipes above like higher than buildings like it was shooting out like 10 stories high that's insane it rained so much and because obviously the 
the water system is 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 garbage. Did you get at? I assume you were kind of in the thick of that. Were you getting? Pumped? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad. Um, did you did you throttle down your your exposure to that game because of your boots on the ground? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did not. I was concentrating anyways when I was doing that, so I wasn't even paying attention. Was it that bad? It, it got worse. Like it was. I don't think it was that bad. No, no, actually it was pretty bad in the morning, yeah. Yeah. But I was up here in the morning, and then I left, went there in the afternoon. So It's also just hilarious what ended up being the two quarterbacks in that game because it's two of the biggest quarterbacks that we all have questions about as pocket passers too, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. They've been mm -hmm. such polarizing guys that it's like, okay, this is what we're going to give them for their first game is the worst right. possible game environment. It definitely. I definitely thought that for Fields too. I was like, okay, hopefully they try to make an offense that's like works for this guy. Yeah. Instead of just forcing him into whatever you think the offense should look like, but you can't tell shit from that first game. A lot. I bet a lot of survivor people, survivor pick people, took an L on that one because uh, San Francisco was pretty big favorite earlier in the week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were. Uh, I think everyone's kind of resetting there. I mean, but I, I'm kind of excited for week two because I do think we're going to see probably a pretty big overreaction to week one. Um, especially with all the chalk hitting. I feel like – I know there's a ton of good plays this week, just my first glance at at pricing and, and some early projections. But, man, if there's – I get them in the comments from my YouTube and all, all of this stuff. Everyone is saying, like, oh, we should have played more chalk. I mean, you know, every year, why do we do this? <laughs> like, I can tell the chalk donkeys are ready to go for weeks. <laughs> they just needed that little excuse. Just, oh, thank God I get to play fucking chalk now. And they're yeah. like, look at week one, bro. And then they can do that for, like, four weeks. <laughs> Um, that's how I I'm, used to play my, my first year when I did my bankroll challenge, it was like, I would just react to whatever happened the week before I was so fucking bad. <laughs> the market's pretty getting pretty good, unfortunately. So it, I don't think it's going to be 2017, 2015 all over again. Um, yeah. but there will be, there will be some bros who, uh, who, who overreact that one of the guys we, we've talked about before, uh, plus EV, I think plus EV analytics or something on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Um, he just posted an article about over and under reactions for week two. Yeah. He, he uses like this Bayesian analysis uh, based on the spreads and stuff to see who reacted to what. And I guess this is the overreaction week historically week two. Okay. And, and he says, actually they're like underreacting this, this year. That, based that's, on his research, so. That's so interesting too, because you know one guy I, I respect a ton and people have heard me talk about him is Sean Siegel over at Rotoviz, and he was talking about how he feels like people are underreacting a little bit. And one example he referenced because we did those drafts in Vegas um, over the weekend last weekend, but some of the drafts happened after the Thursday night game. And he wrote up a piece how he was surprised how, because I think we all have ingrained in our head, don't overreact, don't overreact. But he's like, you're getting such meaningful information in this first game and the guys weren't moving up and down the draft boards proportional to that information we got because we all don't want to overreact, mm. which is kind of yeah. an interesting thing. Maybe, but maybe the chalk is just a different thing just because, you know, everyone tightens up, right? Like I, I dusted off all my GPP entries. Like I'm not going to play scared in week two, but like a lot of people, that's how I used to play where it's like, well, I lost. I don't want to look like stupid. I don't want to just punt it all off again. Maybe I'll play a little safer and then yeah. I can do it. But it's like, no, that's not, that's not how we do this. When you have, I, I mean, I, I feel like empathy for the, the hand pillar though. Cause like, if you're just going to hand build, 
one lineup or two lineups. Like it's tough to put in. I don't know. Marcus Mariota double stack or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that the, uh, that the, like the mental blocks are real. Like, uh, and I, I, I don't blame people for, if you're just building one or two for reacting like that. And I will say too, that's why the per the, the best sanity check for me is I have my spreadsheet where I, where, where I'm hand building my lineups and I see the projected points. I see the projected ownership, the cumulative and the, the product ownership. And then I'm able to look at that compared to the, the chalk or the optimal lineup. And it's like the ultimate sanity check for me of like, okay, you're giving up way too many projected points. Like this is way too galaxy brain. All right, let's make some tweaks and stuff. Whereas like, I feel like if you don't have a sanity check thing like that, that's when you really do become the, you know, the plastic bag, you know, floating in the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. The sanity check. I don't know what, what I would call it, but if like you want to have some like similar process every week, so you could kind of gauge a good example is like dupes. So like if you have a process yeah. where you're like, okay, I'm trying to have like five or under dupes and then like you do it for five weeks, 10 weeks or so, well then you can really dial it, dial in your process and kind of know like, okay, this lineup's probably going to have more or less than five. And yeah. you know, maybe you're using ownership or product ownership or something who knows how you do it. Your projection uh, projections based but like the more you have this kind of sandy checks or just but but consistently then like you can you know like okay i can't do this like because i know exactly what's going to happen it's easier with dupes because you could just see it you're like okay this is going to be duped like 500 times i can't enter that which is kind of like just a, a super chalk lineup into the millie maker when they have over a million entries like like last week it's like yeah <laughs> there's like zero chance you're gonna win with this lamp or if you do you're probably even split five ways right i know i was gonna say yeah normally dupes aren't probably too big of an issue in most of these contests but in that actual contest that that had what over a million entries i'm sure dupes yeah. were a legit issue yeah i it would take too long to load but i could check but like uh i'm sure 40 50 i would guess the top dupe lineup that's crazy. Um, yeah. God, that would suck, man. Beating a million people and then. It, that, that you I mean, I'd, ta- I'd take the money. Don't blame yeah. <laughs> But But you get like eight grand. Like, oh my God. Well, but you'd still get to put Millie Winner in your bio, though. And that's really what, yeah. what matters. You know? Well, then I'm a Millie Winner. I've split up 100 ways. One. You are. I mean, Davis reminds me that he's a Millie Winner on FanDuel all the time from that like 300 way chop they had a, a couple mm, years ago. I'm not claiming. I'm not claiming that. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. Let's. Uh, I we got so many good. You know, Underdog has put up more and more contests this year for these single game or sorry, single week contests. They have the Battle Royales. What I've been super excited about is they added the Hail Mary, which is the same format as the Battle Royale, but it's 12 teams instead of six, which is what I was kind of hoping for, where we go from, you know, 36 players being drafted to 72. Uh, I thought with the HUD too, I've been using it to really help me because we can just get loaded in there, ceiling projections, implied total. Um, and it makes it a lot easier to kind of, you know, navigate these drafts. I thought maybe we could do one of those right now. Sure. Let's take a look. Didn't they have last year? Wasn't it like the first six weeks? Didn't they do like a longer tournament? It's the main they one. Did. Yeah, and someone at the top of the show, yeah, Eric was wanting me to do the uh, the resurrection 
draft here, which they do have. It's just the full 18 rounds, same format as all their Best Ball Mania 3 puppy drafts. And the only quirk is the contest doesn't start until week six. So there's going to be drafts leading up to it. And then it goes back to the same discussion of do you draft early, do you draft late? You want to get, you're going to have less information now, but you could build maybe better teams if the field's not reacting quick enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, these, uh, I found, you know, the battle Royales are super addicting and they're, they're almost really easy to kind of get the stacks and the stuff you want. And it's pretty easy to get unique. I find these to be way more strategic in that the stacks don't come as easy as when, you know, you're in a facing five other people versus 11 other people. And sometimes you're waiting for one to come around the wrap. And so you have to be even a little more ADP conscious in these ones is, is something I've noticed. What is the positional rules for for this? Is it the, just standard one QB yeah. two running backs? It's the same, yeah, is the battle royale. So, yeah, one QB, one running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, and one flex. Oh, okay, so it's different than season best ball. Season yeah. best ball. Yep. Yeah, so it's the yeah the battle royale there, so you get the six in. I've, I've generally been doing a third wide receiver in the flex as opposed to a second running back, but – Sometimes they're like, I drafted one of these on Tuesday and this is the other fun thing about drafting these early is Najee Harris was going really late because it was, yeah, he's still going super late here by ADP. It sounds like he's going to play this week. Um, so he should probably be going much higher than, than some mm. of these other guys. So if you draft early before we get some of these final, you know, reports, I think it's, uh, it's pretty good. We need two more here, you guys, if you want to join us for a Mary And it's this, the typical Sunday DFS slate it looked like to me too, right? So it's the noon games yep. and the three games, and that's it. Exactly. Yep. No no Sunday night football on yep. this one, just the one to four. Which I like. Yahoo adds the Sunday night game. And even though I did end up having Fournette and winning, I just wanted to, I just want to end it at three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet the uh that extent, I know everyone was always so torn because I have seen some old school Millie guys, DK guys who are nostalgic for the Sunday night being included in that for kind yeah. of having that clean sweat. But man, I can't imagine being ahead after the 4 p.m. games and having to go into that. It, it does uh, give some interesting uh, late swap NBA style stuff, but uh I'd rather just have it because mainly because I'm doing FanDuel and DraftKings, so I have to like add in this damn stupid game when I do Yahoo, where I normally could just do it all at once. That's why I hate right. it. Right, I get. I mean, I get where they're coming from. Yeah, and so in the uh, with the draft caddy. So if those of you guys who were using this during best ball season, exact same concept here. Um, you know, I loaded the spreadsheet here where we have uh, regular projection in red ceiling projection in blue and you can use whatever projection source you want for that and then the implied team total here and then brian are you going to be adding some kind of default out of the box ones for these or will this be all csv enabled yeah actually and i gotta confirm this but i, I think it's confirmed we're we're gonna add uh run the sims as uh our oh default, that's awesome projections um for, for this year anyways yeah, we'll, we'll see if because uh, he does have a sub, so we might have to make it. You might have to be an RTS sub eventually, but I think he's going to let us do it for free this year. 
Well, and that's what's, I mean, that's, what's cool about it is you can, you'll have a default option with that. But if you have your own projections or you want to go aggregate your own projections and then upload those like the CSV, you can still, you know, put yeah. whatever information you want. Yeah. If you want to use stochastic or ETR, it's, I, I made a template too. So it's already ready to go. Just pop your, um, your favorite size projections in there and let it, let it rip. Yeah. And I like it for, again, like a quick sanity check. Like I was doing, um, when I did this one on Tuesday and scrolling down here and you're like, all right, Mike Evans ceiling projection is uh, pretty nice relative to, to everyone yeah. else in this pocket. He's probably a guy that's slightly undervalued. So I just like being able to have that, that quick glance on things. Yeah. I never look at it like this the way Cause you, you, this is the setup Pete requested and, uh, it is interesting seeing a guy like who'll have the same projection and ceiling, but like the team total is like a full touchdown less. Yeah. It's pretty, it's like, huh, why wouldn't I just take the higher scoring guy? You know, like, um, I don't know who I was looking at. I think it was Kyler Murray. I don't know where he's, where they're at now, but, um, well, that's another thing too, uh, Pete, on my, my, my brick 75, there's like an odd stats page. I haven't yeah. updated all of, all of them. But you could get um, like the implied totals and all that stuff. It's it's you know it's free if you want it. And you get and it's got like a copy paste and you could use it in your own projections. And like I have DraftKings props, right? And so like yeah. if you want to price your own props or compare them to your favorite projection source, it's all it's all free. Yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff. And we're we're gonna, let's build a we'll build a showdown lineup after this too and i know you got you're gonna have in the works some of the this overlay help for the hand builders out there i can really tell brian you you're thinking about us hand builders <laughs> i do i mean honestly like a, a lot of the stuff i do provide besides ownership projections i did do it because it doesn't affect me you know what i mean like i'm yeah. not i'm not gonna put my personal stuff there and it's like i don't best ball is not my living so like i'm happy to like make tools for it and try to figure out how to you know beat it myself because it really doesn't affect my bottom line it's um you know a little bit selfish i guess but um but it does work on dfs now too so um yeah if you do want to put like ownership projections stuff like that next to the player's name it, it should work on um, just DraftKings right now, though. Yeah. So it's Mookie said, how much EV do you think you're giving up picking 12th? Yeah, for those for the audio listeners uh, in this six-round draft, we did draw the 12th spot versus being top three. I mean, honestly, when I look at the guys that are going to be available here, I mean, you see DeAndre Swift, you see Pittman, Connor. Like, even with the Battle Royales, my thought was, like, after the first 12 to 15 picks, like, all of those guys had similar monster ceilings. So the fact that you're getting two of those at the wrap, I don't even know if you're you're at as big of a disadvantage as it might seem. I like, in especially in this format, I like it um, because, our spot, because you have, like, a much higher chance of um, getting your stacks. Yeah. And a Sunday stack... Um, when a lot of people won't be paying attention, you know, come Sunday when they're trying to 150 this or whatever the max is, you're going to have your stacks set. So you get a lot of chances of like, okay, I'm going to get my stack now when you're in this, this spot or the one. For sure. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, you take Jamar Chase, you know, at one six, obviously great pick, but no guarantee that someone like, you know, what if I want to be like, you know what? T Higgins not getting drafted in a lot of these. I'll take Joe Burrow now knowing I can get T Higgins late. Like you, you might miss out on, on the stacks you really want there. 
So this is a side note. I do one home league now. Like my buddies, I've been in this league for like 20-some years. I, I, got, I got Chase and Higgins, right? And so I took, I took Higgins, and I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Burroughs eventually. And, and my buddy took Burroughs at like 38. Really? And I'm like, and like, of course, he has no, he's not like trying to snipe me or anything. He has no idea about stacking. He didn't see that I was, you know, definitely going to take Burroughs eventually. It's just like, like he took it, he took him before, um, like, I think he took him before like Lamar Jackson, uh, Hertz, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's funny. This is what I'm doing, trying to set up a double stack <laughs> in a fucking home league. <laughs> this is what I yeah. deserve. Exactly. Uh, so I, w- I went ahead and took uh, this this uh, Rams or sorry, Rams Cardinals Raiders stack there. I was going to do Waller if he came and then maybe do a mini with Waller and Marquise Brown. And then knowing you kind of have Derek Carr as a backstop there. But he goes. So I just went ahead and tapped Kyler and Marquise. I think if DeAndre Swift wasn't um, been missing practice the past couple of days with this ankle, I would maybe have taken him. But We'll get that stack like well, you said you C-Pat. can lock it up yep cpat up there yep exactly that was the uh oh you're yeah you were going for the same thing yeah wait what what happened no, not us right no no we, no waller car no yeah you're still live you're still live to get car we're we're, we're, we're working in the same yeah Pizza um locks that stack right in there well, you got to, you. I mean, you sold me. You're like the beauty of that 12 spot. You just locked it in. I was like, he's right. <laughs> I mean, anywhere, anywhere, technically. Yeah. You have a lot yeah. of opportunities, but sure. One, two, the, why not? The only problem with it, and I, I would have to get a few more of these under my belt, is my guess is that becomes a pretty chalk start right there just because they're correlated and they're ADP correlated. You know, they're both going mm-hmm. around that turn. So I'm, I'm sure I am not the first or the last person to stack Kyler with Marquise there. Sure. But when we also followed up with Ertz and Greg Dorch and uh, Hopkins, <laughs> we'll take a late Hopkins just in case. No, just in case they uh, waive his suspension. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, leave it to Goodell. I mean, I'm sure he would, he would rather uh, punish someone for something far more uh, petty. Exactly. Right. It was so funny. I saw like, uh, it just goes to show how much like fantasy has broken our brains too, where like Nick Chubb had this sick game on Sunday. I think he had like 140 yards rushing, but he only caught one pass. And like, no, I haven't heard one person talk about Nick Chubb. It was like, <laughs> I mean, 140 yards rushing is, is really incredible. And yet for fantasy, it just like doesn't even move the needle. Wow. Did he, I didn't even notice that. That's there you That's go. What I mean. I not... <laughs> yeah. Cause I saw, I saw, um, uh, hunt get some carries some, some decent runs too he must add 70 yards oh yeah i mean so hunt had 11 for 46 and a touchdown on the ground and then also had four for 24 and a touchdown on the air nick Mm. chubb 22 for 141 6.4 yards per carry but no touchdowns and only one catch you you've probably already talked about this on your you know one of your one million uh shows but what about this denver situation right with um with Will, you know, Wilson going, you know, kicking it out fourth down. Um, and then, and then who else? Um, there was a lot of um, just regularly 
on week one. Wasn't there a bunch of vultures, like touchdown vultures? Yeah. Um, I sorry, I'm I'm as confused with the chat. I was like, why are we talking about Brandon Powell? And then this this guy right here from the four spot with a Devontae Adams Joe Burrow start took Brandon Powell. Whoa, what's I going mean, on? Did I, we miss something? I I don't I don't <laughs> know what we could have missed. I mean, even if Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson both got COVID, I don't know if Brandon Powell's in the conversation in the third round. Is this like a showdown slate? He thinks <laughs> I don't think so. Um, all right, maybe I'm just going to go full stack with this game. Maybe Ertz and Jacobs. Like if we're getting Kyler Marquise with a big game, maybe Jacobs is scoring touchdowns. His usage was actually really good in that first game. Sure. Yeah. I love it. Um, I mean, obviously who you don't love Jacobs and Ertz, but it's only one week. This is how I hedge all my biases. It's like I didn't draft these guys at all in season long, so might as well play them now. We'll just make it win a quick 50K here, you know, then just in case you don't win the $2 million, you know, yeah. it all works out. Um, H. Dad, I don't know if you heard, but um, CeeDee Lamb no longer has his quarterback, and CeeDee Lamb's not that good. That's breaking news. <gasps> <this. gasps> um, yeah, I'm trying to see here. Any other interesting it's so sad that i you know i'm rusty on my week two matchups but i can still tell you all the week 17 matchups brian that's my my (laughs) my only party trick but it does say it right on the screen now so yeah uh correct ga says that i just hear pete pump up jacobs you did don't clip it let's all forget that it ever happened but i did quietly mumble that his usage in week one was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) uh it's, yeah, let's see what's so this strange point. going from best ball underdog, and then this is my first underdog since the monster. Since and it's like none of these guys would have been taken. <laughs> yeah, you know who wasn't being drafted? Brandon Powell is Dobbins back for what sure. What is this guy doing? What is this? Um, Cam Sims? that doesn't make any sense. Is this one going to get thrown out? Is this a bit? Is the guy in chat? Is this a bit? Gridiron Gopher, what is your deal, man? They're going to throw this out, aren't they? Well, it's like, I, I, I just don't even know how. Can someone come up with a logical explanation even for something weird in the queue? We have no correlation. There's better picks available for this team. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure what? Jahan Dotson still available. McLaurin. All the wide receivers for Washington still. Yeah, this is, we're, we're now sweating the round five. Yeah, let's see what the round five, yeah. Let's see here if we, uh. We might have to go to show we just down wasted here. our time. Yeah. We might have just wasted our time. Thanks, buddy. Come on, Gridiron Gopher. Let's see. Who do we need? Let's get an Allen Robinson pick here. Come on, Gridiron. The sweat. All right. Uh, just this, this asshole. All right. Do they well, do, they do that the in turn. these? This is different than season long, I feel like. But okay, but they're trying to protect the integrity of this guy dumping to somebody else. So look at somebody else's team. Is is he it would is there be anyone so hard. he could be colluding with. I mean, even sure, sure, like, but it's. I feel like it's it's marginal, right? Like everyone is getting the the benefits equally distributed, right, across yeah. eleven other teams. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of wish they would wouldn't throw them out unless there was like four guys or something like that colluding. Right. 
So we we shall see. Uh, <laughs> it's Mookie's theory. He's just drafting guys with cool <laughs> names. I mean, how cool of a name is Brandon Powell? That's a pretty boring ass name. I don't know if I buy that theory. I mean, uh, maybe this guy is just doing a little bit. I mean, why would he draft two, you know, normal players in the first two rounds? And then- right. Yeah, that that does it. It does. I wonder if they they think that's how they're not getting it flagged because it's but it's with right. three in a row. Yeah, like like you know YouTube videos, like they they search the first fifteen seconds. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, maybe they think good. They, they only check the first two rounds. Yeah, it's I, probably I don't know. probably negative EV anyways. I really don't know the angle. I think whatever his rationale for doing that, um, unless his rationale is for I will get bit equity of attention on lulls, which is a very that, weird angle to take. That um, was my initial reaction. Um. I Let's seriously don't just in general. Okay. Yeah. Make your picks, but well, um, I was just, I was going to do like a Rashad. IU correlation. I just don't know how chalky it is with, um, the ADPs here. Um, let's see. Yeah. We'll just stick with this. Cause I think this is going to get tossed out anyways. I'm not devoting any more time to this. Yeah. I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much these like you guys think they're benefiting. I need someone to explain to me like why one dude cheating. Like, I, wouldn't you need like three guys cheating to try to just I, make the court, you know, the perfect team? And even then, like, you're giving what six other guys, seven other guys, awesome lineups too. The same, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's probably Marco says he's probably doing a live stream with the guests, randomizing questions. And if the guest doesn't answer them correctly, then they have to draft a bad player. <laughs> I it's so funny too because uh, I've gotten asked that so many times when I'll hop in a randomizer draft, they'll be like, Why don't you do this as a best ball mania three? And I was like, Because then I would really be wasting everyone's time because underdog would for sure toss out a draft where Tim Tebow goes first overall. Hmm. Um, I do hope though they they got. Got what? No, no, go for it. I said I, I do hope they like. They're pretty strict on because I think a lot of these guys are just dumping money and like it's minus EV cheating. So like yeah. I hope they're kind of like not throwing out any sort of draft. I'd have to like pay attention to that one. Like I understand they're trying to protect us, but like some of these guys are just donkeys and they cheat and they suck at cheating. Exactly. It's it is it's pretty useless. And I, I will say from my experience, Underdog does a really good job with this. I didn't have a single best ball mania three uh of my 150 thrown out. Mm-hmm. I've actually never had one of my drafts thrown out, but that is also the most egregious kind of series of picks I've ever had in my draft. So I, I can keep you guys yeah. posted and I'll I'll let Underdog know. And I'll be curious if it meets the threshold or not, because it I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. Um we do have a showdown game tonight uh, i like now that the show's on thursday you know we used to build our golf uh lineups but now that we have thursdays i feel like we can do some lulls uh yeah builds. yeah and also based on our views they were always like 25 percent lower when we did pga content so <laughs> <laughs> help, help us there yeah in case you guys missed it i i did write it up in the discord and a few announcement posts but yeah lulls is going to be thursdays at 1 30 now my wednesdays got incredibly slammed up with sirius xm swolecast i also have ship chasing and so i just needed to to smooth some stuff out brian thankfully was a game so yeah we'll be thursdays at 1 30 regularly now yes sir um have you uh are you gonna are you gonna 150 max this million tonight yeah, yeah, I'm already 
already maxed. Got okay. Everything primed, ready to go for inactives. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, we have the big ones, Keenan Allen out, Donald Parham out, no Harrison Butker for the Chiefs. We got a, a Matt Amendola in there. Any, any angles here that you know, uh, you're I, liking? I did attempt because I had to update something to see if all my stuff was working, and I actually did do one run, but not like uh, I did not put a lot of effort into it at all. And like, because isn't there a kicker question mark too? Like, uh, like isn't Butker might not play or something like that? No, Butker's out. Yeah, Amendola. Yeah, yeah. Kicker. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, there was some problems, but um, I did. Uh, I got a lot of this guy, Matt Amendola. Tell me about tell me about this guy. Is that right? Because it might not be because I didn't put I didn't put any thought into this at all. I just ran something really fast. No, I I think it was. Uh, I mean, I did a quick peek at the Sims, uh, the run the Sims for this one, and he was showing up. Both of the kickers were actually showing up in a decent amount. And my guess is just because he doesn't have the big brand name recognition as Harrison Bucker that people probably will be hand builders will be a little less likely to click him. Would be my guess. Mm, okay. So, so what I'm um, hearing from you is Captain Matt Amendola. <laughs> oh, sorry, I said Am, I said Amendola like uh, the receiver. It's I think uh, I said so that too. Was it Amendola with two M's? Is it is it Amendola or does he pronounce it differently? I don't know. We're gonna have to ask him. So here's here's what it looked like in this this. Don't take anything away from it, but I'm mentioning it anyways. I was slightly over on Mahomes in in a bear, uh, even with Kelsey under on Eckler. Okay. Even on Williams, uh, under on Schuster. Okay. Those are like, let's see if there's anything of note here. Uh, under on Schuster as uh, flex, but over on Schuster and, as captain. Okay. That is, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what else did it tell me? Under on Va- uh, Valdez Scantling at, at captain. Um, okay. Is there anything else interesting here? Nothing, nothing super interesting other than than that stuff. Okay, the uh, like the total McKitty is like McKitty. Is that real? Really, this guy's name McKitty and Fortson is kind of like these cheap shit, cheap shit guys that you should if you're doing one fifty. I've never heard, I've never heard that phrase, and I love it. I was going bargain bin doves are cheap shit. What? Who are your favorite cheap shit plays of the slate? McKitty, uh, uh, Fortson, and. Uh, <laughs> Justin Watson a little bit maybe. Okay. And uh, right. yeah, that's the, that's what, about all the cheap shit guys. This is showdown. This is showdown, baby. <laughs> what do you what do you add on? You didn't mention my guy uh, Sky Moore. Where were you on him? Um, and we're not taking anything away from this, by the way. But uh, I had uh, just just a couple percent of them. But he doesn't seem to be very high. Like only three percent projected to be owned. Something like that too, right? Yeah, let's get let's get a little sky more in here. Okay, let's get a little sky more. What do you think? How many? What did you have a read on? Like your proportions of like five ones, four twos. Oh, I I didn't early. I didn't look at that. Okay, um, but when uh, I when I ran the Sims, just the early one, like a lot of the top ones were five ones or one five. So maybe we we could roll out um, a Chiefs onslaught here. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I want Amendola in there. Okay. I, I, All right. I, I thought think that was your hot take. It was because it, I had but, uh, Butker in there still too. And he was like, <laughs> project. he was not projected to get any ownership earlier in the day. Yeah, just keep him out. I didn't even know who the hell he was. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Who do you want? Who do you want for your your flag plant? Your cheap shit I mean, play of the week. <laughs> the over captain guys I have are Williams and Schuster Smith. Okay. Let's. Uh, do you think people will be hesitant to captain Mike Williams just because he burned so many people, myself included, on Sunday? I can Probably. Showdowns are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty donkey. So. Yeah. All right. I happen. like that. And then, you know, the question is: I wonder. I bet a a solo Mike Williams cap. I mean, you're going to want him with Herbert, right? If he smashes captain, yes. Hey, bear. My bad on the pronunciation. The chat is going wild for McKitty. Everyone uh, wants McKitty. We have to put him in that caps, and we're not doing that. Cheap shit. McKitty sounds like a real character. <laughs> I love that. I had my my. I guess my good lineup that I didn't win with had. Um, Disley a captain, but like he at least had a shot, you know, like this. Yeah. I don't think this McKinney day, uh, unless there's an injury that I'm not aware. What, what a chief, what other chiefs were, were you over in the flex on? I was even with, uh, Clyde Edward Hilaire. Yeah. Kelsey, even pretty even MVS, even okay. uh, Hardman, Hardman, a little under, um, I know Pacheco. That's interesting. And this is all gonna this is all gonna change. Some of the, oh, I I have some McKinnon. McKinnon. So let's do. I like McKinnon. I feel like okay. he won't be played a ton. That leaves us ten five. So we can definitely get at least one more stud in there. Do all we right. want to play? Well, I guess if we're doing Sky and McKinnon. We don't necessarily have to have Mahomes. Um, we're, we're at a two, two, two right now. So we could do like a four, two chiefs. I mean, we could do Mahomes and then maybe leave some salary on the table with one more chief. Yeah. So maybe one of the receivers. So, I mean, it would be Juju MBS or Hardman probably to, to stack here. I think you're going to have to leave some salary on the table with these guys. Everyone's fairly high owned. Maybe doing Hardman and leave 3,500 on. Yeah, you're probably not gonna be duped there. Um, oh, these guys are duping us. I'm telling you, there's there's a few of these cheap shits in the chat that are duping us for sure. Fucking cheap shits. <laughs> uh, they man, I can't, I can't. I feel like McKitty's gonna be 35 percent owned based on this chat. They just like him because his name's McKitty. Cheap shit, McKitty. I mean, who who can who can resist? All right, don't fucking dupe us. <laughs> don't do us <laughs> uh brian line, that was, lineup was actually pretty decent for the garbage we've entered over the years our lineups are usually so bad we um willie i don't think this is a crazy thing to say Mahomes is probably the highest score of the lineup i think Mahomes is probably the highest scoring in any lineup he's in <laughs> you, you think <laughs> one of the greatest uh, no, yes. of all time might be i feel like the game with golf is we just try to come up with the grossest possible plays oh, as possible those lineups were so bad showdown was pretty bad too like because we'd be leaving yeah. like 8k on the table with, <laughs> with, with with cheap shits all over the yeah. place and all right, dude, I'm getting it's been a while since I updated any merch. Uh, we're gonna have to get some Lowell's cheap shit merch, I think. Here, mm, um, yeah, Let's we're do done it. with pump plays and we're now in with cheap shit plays. 
uh, Brian, it felt good to get back in the saddle here. I saw someone ask too, is Splash Play dead? No, Splash Play isn't dead. We are going to do Fridays at 10 a.m. with Spags and I. Spags has been doing some solo streams over. Those are all on the Splash Play channel now. So I believe Spags did a stream today. Um, I'm still figuring out my schedule, guys. I'm trying not to bite off more than I can chew. I, I legitimately just have a lot going on, an extra 10 hours of radio added to my plate each week. So, um, yes. How's that going? Deal with all that. It's good, man. It's fun. I enjoy the, the radio is a fun change of pace, getting callers. Um, yeah. So that's at Monday through Friday, 11 <laughs> to one on Sirius. Can you free stream, um, XM like, or, uh, I think you need a sub. Ah, okay. I think they do lots of like free trial, 90 day trial stuff. And I think people, lots of people get it for free with like certain add-ons you know, obviously, if you buy a car, I think there's other stuff where people get free stuff. Yeah, but... I got mine for six months or something. Okay. And then they won't stop fucking messing with sending you mail. Yeah, we can call P. I, I am still legitimately waiting for my first troll call. Um, It's an <laughs> 800 number. I actually put it in the newsletter today. If you're subscribed to the Fantasy Life newsletter, I dropped it in there. Um, I will happily. You haven't gotten one bit call troll. yet. Like someone I haven't gotten a bit call. What talking about your David Montgomery ownership or anything like No, I is asking me if my refrigerator is running. Nothing nothing uh the uh the fantasy channel the serious xm fantasy channel um i'm i'm not well versed in serious myself my car doesn't even support serious xm so i can't give you the specifics but I, it's the the serious xm fantasy channel right yeah i think they just actually say the name of it if you yeah yeah uh i i'll do more research to be able to plug this better um but yeah, that's the deal with all that stuff. Like I said, Brian and I will be back every Thursday. Come hang out with us in the Discord. We got the Lulz chat. Um, and Brian will get the audio up for you audio listeners. Anything else, Brian? Draft Caddy updates coming? Um, yeah, Draft Caddy update was supposed to be one today. There wasn't. So hopefully tomorrow, or if not, probably next early next week. I'm doing the uh, Stochastic on the Contrary tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, and I think that's it. Very good. That's all we got. Be that's with Neil. Neil's now a regular co-host on that with Alex, right? He's the host. Yeah, I think it's going to be me, Alex, and Neil. Sweet. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, appreciate you guys as always. Good luck tonight in Showdown. Please don't dupe us. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.